Welcome to Voices of E-Learning, reflecting the people living and breathing the future of education and online learning with your host, J.W. Marshall. Hello and welcome everyone to today's episode of Voices of E-Learning. I'm J.W. Marshall, your host from MarketScale, and we're glad you found us today. We've got a great episode lined up for you. Our guest is Dr. Heidi Scott, Chief Learning Officer for HR.com. Heidi, how are you doing today? I am excited to be here, JW. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, and we are excited to have you. Before we get started with some uh, questions, I'd love it if you could just give our audience a little background on yourself um, and then also a little background on HR.com. I'm the Chief Learning Officer at HR.com, and I feel really privileged that I get to go to work each day and work with a team of instructional designers in in my learning and development team who are gifted and smart and bright and innovative, and we get to really live out and move our company, HR.com, closer toward our vision of being the definitive source of training and resources for HR professionals across all functional areas of human resources. And um, I I love what I get to do. And we're developing some pretty innovative uh, learning experiences for HR professionals. And in my experience, um, online learning historically has been too slow, too long, too boring. Um, What are the new trends uh, for developing effective, engaging, uh, results-oriented online trainings? Yeah, you know, you talk about the trends. I I think you're right. What was uh, even a year ago, pre-COVID, I think what people tolerated was um, oftentimes dismal in that they thought that that was all right because that's all that they'd seen. Uh, we're talking head videos with a quiz at the end, maybe a, a longer assessment at the end that really tested or evaluated uh, to what degree could someone regurgitate what they had just heard or seen, which really doesn't mean anything. And so, you know, one of the, one of the trends that I've, for the, all of my career, always asked, and so what? So what if we could pass a quiz? So what if someone could pass an assessment? If it doesn't help them go do their job better, we've missed the mark. So one of the trends I see and am seeing is a, I mean, think about it. When COVID hit, people were throwing everything online, calling it training. And for a brief couple of weeks, people were consuming all sorts of stuff, even stuff that was even worse than normal because they were hungry for, how do I lead a remote team? Oh my gosh, what am I doing? How do we, how do we transition? How do we, how do we, this is a massive change. How do we um, go about org change effectively? So many different questions that were pressing that really required some just-in-time learning um, were, were, were causing people to readily hunt for and consume something, anything that was going to give them a little sense of, I know what to do next. And what I'm seeing is, I think my, my, my prediction is inside the next six months, I'm beginning to see a, a little bit more of a finicky taste for consumers when it comes to online learning. The, the, the needle is moving toward, you're going to have to do better than just a talking head video, no matter how smart you are, no matter how much you know. Give us more than just fire hosing us for the sake of knowledge acquisition. Help me go do my job better. And... And that's going to require some, as you mentioned, some engaging, some innovative, some curiosity-peaking types of 
learning experiences. So I think that the appetite of our culture is shifting. And I think that the trend is trending toward we in the e-learning space and the instructional design space and the learning and development space. We've got to up our game. We've got to do better so we create better because people need people need help. And right now, online learning isn't just an option. It's a way of life. Absolutely. And I think we've seen this in uh, our schools um, as well as in the adult learning world. Uh, in the spring when COVID hit, there was a lot of grace and empathy. Um, and then the tolerance and the expectations seem to have just ratcheted up in the, sp- in the summer and now in the fall where you're right, those uh, consumers of these uh, courses uh, are expecting more and as they should um, because the, the, these are things a lot of us, a lot of companies should have been uh, doing already. And now this has really brought this uh, accelerated pace to this development, which I think is really exciting. Uh, I like to, to say this is the, uh, the beginning of the golden age of e-learning, but really the golden age of learning where everyone is upping their game uh, on all, all levels. It will be interesting, won't it, to see what we look back at and what this era is, is named when it comes to the the bubble in the, the timeline of our of our history of learning. It'll be interesting to see what this is coined as. You know, at, at HR.com, we have our own research institute. And if you just go to HR.com, you'll, you'll find uh, resources and, and research and white papers and infographics on all sorts of research that is done every year uh, with a, a wide array of respondents um, numerically and we have a state of learning solutions and learner engagement. And this study was done this last year. And one of the, one of the uh, factoids from it is it says few organizations truly excel at L&D. Only 17% um, strongly agreed that their L&D function is excellent in their organization. 17%. <laughs> like that, that's beyond failing. So I think that, that right there, maybe it, it doesn't, does it enlighten us to what we didn't know? Did we did we really go around thinking that organizations thought their L and D was was excellent? Probably not. But when you look at it like that, it's like oh gosh, only seventeen percent strongly agree that their L and D function is excellent. We have to raise the bar. Absolutely, and so that's what we're going to talk about today: um, some simple principles um, and steps that already exist, um, specifically to design micro learning. Uh, modules and uh, content to get the best results. And, and if you could maybe just give us a little background on how you've kind of honed in on micro learning and then maybe um, some practical approaches that our audience can take with them today. You bet. I'd love to. Yeah. You know, you think about why micro learning? Um, there's a, it's an older publication now, John Medina. It's, it's a book called Brain Rules. And he talked about how every seven minutes, to, to be effective, whether it was instructor-led training or online training, if you don't connect with your learners at an emotional level, you lose them. Like, they're gone. And, and I think that's that's a principle that I think we need to pay attention to. Are we connecting with people at an emotional level? More importantly, I would say that uh, the distraction level, I mean, there's, there's, there are stats out there, one from this uh, last November 2019 was employees work for about 11 minutes before being distracted. 11 minutes? I mean, that, that's honestly, that, that's pretty long. Think about, I'm thinking about myself like, ooh, I'd like to say I can focus for 11 minutes, but boy, I'm, I, my, my attention span is shorter than that because we're, we're, our, our working memory capacity is shrinking. And so with that, when we look at 
how do we how do we engage people? We had a need to say, we know microlearning is here to stay. We know that organizations and people want it. They know that they need, we know they need just-in-time learning. I always use the example of if, if I'm going to go, I need to change the oil in my truck, I'm going to hit YouTube. I'm going to look for the shortest video with the most number of thumbs-ups and stars, and I'm going to watch it. Am I going to watch the whole thing and take a quiz at the end? No way. I'm going to watch just enough so I can go out in the garage and try to do this thing. I'm going to go, oh, I don't know how to do, I don't know how to get the seal on that. I don't even know how to change the oil JW, so I don't know why I'm using this analogy, but you know, how do I, the filter, that's what it is. How, how do I get the seal on the filter? I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch a little bit more until I know how to do that. And so I think that's the, that's, that is reality for you and me and, and every other human that's connected to the internet. That's how we live life. So with that in mind, I think we've got to look at just in time micro learnings, micro lessons, as, as little bite-sized chunks that are very specific to an objective. It's not about just knowledge acquisition. I'm going to learn something. I'm going to know something. I'm going to understand something. But more importantly, I'm going to be able to go do something with this knowledge. So that, that's the mindset that we had is that we, we got to be turning out some great micro lessons. When we build a longer course, you could think of it as a series of really great micro lessons strung together inside of a, a meaningful learning journey. But they're basically, it's the same principle. So I, I have a, a, a team of 21 instructional designers and, and they're really gifted, but they all come with their own backgrounds and degrees and experiences. And when we talk about, hey, we're gonna create great micro lessons. Here's what, here's what I wanna see. And I, I started to realize, you know what? I, I've gotta create a common language because we hire really smart, gifted people but everyone's got their own little like kaleidoscope. Everyone has a little different spin at the end that changes the whole picture of what good looks like. And that was how we started this. Um, it was a conversation with one of my instructional designers, senior instructional designers. I was like, you know what, just, we need to see if our, our, our folks, our, our team to come at this and just every micro lesson has to have four parts. They have to connect with people at an emotional level. like like just a, a, sh a short little amount, 5% of a micro lesson, connect. Why do I care? Why should I care? Why, why, do, you, why, why do I want to say, I need this micro lesson? Get, get, get your learner to be two feet in with you right off the get-go. And then engage them. The second, second pillar, you know, I talk about these four pillars of, of, of building an effective micro lesson, connect, and then engage, which is really like 70% of your micro lesson should be what you're teaching in a sense, the, the, the content. How will you engage me in a creative way? How will you surprise me? How will you keep me interested? And I hate to say, <laughs> I mean, when you think about uh, the, uh, the ratings of a TV show, TV shows go off the air if the ratings are poor. And I think that's that's almost the mindset we have to have from an instructional design standpoint. If we're not designing interesting online learning, people will not consume it. It's not if you build it, they will come. If you build it and it sucks, they're going to leave. They're not going to finish. So I think that's an interesting mindset there that, that I think, I don't know, JW, what, what do you think? I mean, I, I think this has really shifted. Absolutely. I love a lot of your points. The, the shift from just having a learning outcome to having a performance outcome, 
I think is a great shift, um, especially in the market where we need to be upskilling and not just know how to do something, but actually be able to do it. And I think we're seeing a lot more of that built into online courses is uh, proof of knowledge, proof that you can actually do the, the thing that you're doing, the skill that you're building. Um, but, but yeah, I'm with you also on um, the engagement. Um, you know, the cardinal rule is 12 minutes is the longest you could ever go. And even then, it's dangerous territory for a video or a lesson. Um, really, the sweet spot is in that three to five, seven minutes, I would say, is kind of the top end. Um, and the great thing about the micro learning is also you can better customize the micro learning modules for each learner. And I think it's empowering the learners more to be able to create their own experience based on their interests. And inevitably, that's going to lead to more interest in more things and build that culture of learning that I know is so important and that you guys believe in over there as well. Yeah. Well, I think you, you hit on that, that uh, we, we've got the four pillars of connect with them, engage and teach me in an engaging way that I'm interested in, uh, that I have buy-in, that I'm, I'm exploring, I'm self, you're causing me to self-reflect, you're inviting me to self-reflect, you're, you're helping me connect the dots, you're helping me um, distinguish what my gaps are. What are my gaps of knowledge and performance when it comes to this thing, whatever the micro lesson is about, whatever that objective is, you're going to help me um, move from just knowledge acquisition, uh, a learning objective that's kind of blah and, and or on the very low levels of Bloom ta- Bloom's taxonomy and, and move it into a performance objective of a higher order of thinking that, that's going to help me engage and, and be prepared to equip to go do my job better. The, the interesting part of our four pillar process is the third pillar is strategies. Like 15% of the micro lesson, give me some strategies. Give me some tangible strategies. Give me things that are actionable that I can go put on my calendar that are, that, that I can look at and go, okay, in this micro lesson, you've given me three to five, sometimes six, kind of just depends on the content. But, but give me a handful of strategies that I, as a learner, am now, I'm, I'm being challenged, which of these strategies, or make your own, but which of the strategies that you're seeing here is, identify two that resonate with you because of where you are in your organization, where your industry is at, uh, the challenges that you personally face, your experience and education background all play a role. What are, identify at least two of these strategies that, that resonate with you that you think would be helpful. Now, now select one of those because of the last, the fourth pillar is implement. So 10% of the micro lesson help me figure out, walk me through the strategies to create a, a simple action plan. The, the whole smart and make it specific, measurable, action oriented, realistic, time bound. Make it be, make it be so. Help me, guide me, so that I can take that strategy and put legs on it and walk it right onto my calendar. Now the odds, if I've done that all within this, you know, five to eight minute micro lesson, the odds of me growing in my and, and upskilling and becoming more equipped and proficient in my role because of this micro micro learning micro lesson just went up exponentially. That law of diminishing intent. That when we leave a course or we leave, leave a micro lesson, we leave a learning experience, we're like, that looks good. And we do nothing with it. We had great intentions with every passing day. It's, it's a law of diminishing intent. I, a week from now, I can't really remember what, what I thought I was going to do. 
But if I have an action plan and you've guided me in a very, very short, succinct, simple process, you've, you've exposed me to content I care about, you've connected with me um, and, and poked my heart, and you've, you've, you've poked my feelers in a way that make me go, I care about this. I, I can identify with the pain point of not being successful in this or not knowing what I wish I knew about this topic. And you're giving me some strategies and I'm, I'm choosing a tangible strategy and you're helping me think through how to drop this on my calendar with a, with a level of accountability that I'm choosing. So it's very customized. I love what you said. You know, we've got to help learners, um, have and leave with a customized experience um, inside of this very simple four pillar process. It's not rocket science. It's pretty straightforward. When we build in this manner, um, we create, we create learning that sticks. We create learning, not just in, in learning that sticks, but that's kind of an overused, uh, becoming an archaic phrase. Yeah, it's got to stick. It's got to do more than stick. <laughs> it's, it's, it's got to breathe. It's got to go forth and conquer. It's got to, it's not just got to stick. It's, it's got to stick and become something new and help transform me as a, as a learner, as a professional. That's our goal with every micro lesson. Um, and when we string those together inside of a larger course and experience, we continue to cycle through those four pillars time and time again to keep it fresh, to keep, to keep um, our learners focused on how and um, what they can do differently and better in their role. I love that. And I've got so many great podcast guests uh, on the podcast. I forget which one coined this phrase or maybe they stole it from somewhere else. But they said, you haven't learned something until you've done something. You have to do something with what you're learning or it's just sitting on the shelf. And I think that's a really good uh, takeaway for everyone is to build these micro learning uh, modules in a way that it's inviting someone to then do the thing either right then or right after. Um, and that's going to solidify the learning. The retention will go up and you're not going to forget that uh, thing that you've learned, that thing you've learned to do. You know, JW, we actually have a couple of courses. I would love to offer some of your listeners some, uh, some free seats uh, just just because what, sometimes people can listen to something like this. And they're like, yeah, conceptually, that makes good sense. I'm not quite sure what it looks like. I'm not quite sure what you mean, but I, I like what you're saying. And so we've got a couple of courses and they're very different. Uh, the, the couple that we can, we can throw out there to, to folks to say, yeah, give me a free seat. I'd like to experience this. Um, a couple of them are self-paced. One of them is, it's called sound advice. It's accommodating employees with hearing impairment and it's, it's creative. It's innovative. It follows the four pillar process. More importantly, it helps anyone leave the micro lesson, it's, it's more of a short course. So I would say it's, 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 it started out as a micro lesson and sometimes this can happen. You can start building a micro lesson like, oh, it's too much content. I could break it into part one, part two, part three, or we could just make it a short course. But the, the whole premise is on this short course and it is a short course. It, um, it follows that the four pillar methodology and it's surprisingly interesting. Um, as you, as you go through, it's not a series of talking heads. Um, another one we have is your ticket to effectively leading remote teams. Again, it's, it's built on the premise of the four pillars and it is a short course, uh, but it, it again, it's, it creatively walks you through without realizing it, 
that you just, learners have no idea that they just walked through the four pillars. All they know is they're leaving with an action plan that, that was, that they customized for themselves and they're ready to go take action and grow in this area. Like I'm going to more effectively lead a remote team because I completed this. Um, another one is webcast like a boss. You know, anyone that is going to lead a webcast, do it like a boss and get good at it. <laughs> this is a, uh, again, an experiential short course that walks you through the four pillar methodology, leaping with a plan of action to go do your job better when it comes to being a webcast presenter. Um, and similarly, we actually have a course that uh, we're in the middle of uh, putting some polishing touches on it. So it's going to do a pilot of it uh, towards the end of January. And it actually is how to create great micro learning experiences. And that one actually is a six-week course, but uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'd love to give away some free seats to that if we've got some folks out there listening who are like, yeah, I would love to walk out the other side of a six-week course with a team of subject matter experts in L&D guiding me and helping me learn how to develop a micro-lesson so I could leave out the other side of this course with not just a storyboard to either hand off to an uh, an instructional designer who's gifted to make it come to life inside of Storyline or whatever uh, product software you want to use. But um, if, if you are that person, you'll leave with a storyboard and you could, depending on how quick you are, you could you could leave with a micro lesson that's ready to go to market. So those are four, four, four things, uh, JW, I'd love to, to offer. Um, maybe we can just put a, an exclusive limited time offer and get a link in the episode recap for folks. Absolutely. And I was going to ask you for some some tangible examples of this and you just teed them right up. So I really appreciate that. Um, And we will have links uh, right next to this episode where you can sign up for a limited time and get uh, a great deal on uh, really experiencing what we're talking about first, uh, hands on. Yeah. A free deal. Free deal is better than a great deal. But yeah, a great deal for sure. Um, I I, I think, why why am I doing that? I'm doing that, JW, because I want to up the game. I, I want to up the what, what we in the L and D realm um, are producing. We need to be better. And you look at the data of what what organizations are saying about learning and development, about online learning, um, the appetite and desire for great online learning experiences is continuing to ratchet up. And as a part of the, the L&D world and community, I'd love to give back and, and help a number of people see firsthand, oh, well, this is really creative and innovative. This is very different. Oh, this is fun. Learning should be fun. Absolutely. And to all of our listeners out there that are business owners or uh, making decisions for their business, um, it's good a good reminder that your people are out there seeking out uh, learning opportunities, whether it's a master class or other, you know, places, they're they're wanting to learn this. And so, partnering with HR.com, creating your own content, uh, micro learning modules, it's really uh, quickly becoming a must-have to stay competitive and to engage your people. Um, so, so never forget that uh, this is a transitional uh, year in learning. And if you're not already doing some of these things. Uh, take some of these courses, learn what you don't know. And uh, kind of like the matrix, once you do get exposed to some of this, you're, you're not going to be able to, to go backwards. Uh, we're going to keep moving forward. And, and that was kind of a lead into my next question. There's trending data that's uh, saying uh, that e-learning is 
going to be the way of life moving forward. What has your team kind of seen in the research and uh, how is our culture changing and, and moving towards my, micro-learning already as kind of the fiber of e-learning? Yeah, you know, I think before, and I say before, before COVID, before last year, before five years ago, I mean, I'd say before, in, in the trending earlier years, not not so far back, even just four or five years, I think time was the commodity. Time was the, the element of, boy, people just don't have time. If you can secure time with people, they'll most likely come to the feeding trough of online learning if they only had time. And I think the shift today, JW, is um, human attention, our, our attention span, that's the real new commodity. Like if we could just get people, just get more than a nanosecond of their brain, if we could just get them to pump the brakes and take a breath, maybe they would engage in some actual online learning that could really help them because they're not getting learning face-to-face they're not going to an office and getting some training or onboarding. So how do we do that well? And if we only had more of their attention span. So when I think about the attention span issue being that scarce commodity, and the uh, CEO of Microsoft has, has noted that, um, that I, I think that's where we've got to come back and say, micro learning, micro lessons, we, we can't expect to stretch someone's attention span so let's meet them where they are. With a short attention span, they're short on time, they're short on attention, and if if we can, which we which we are able to, if we can develop and deliver micro-learning, little bite-sized chunks that are meaningful, relevant, and timely, people wanna learn. It's not a matter of people not wanting to learn. Who doesn't wanna do their job better? Everyone I know would love to do their job even a little bit better. Everyone I know would, would love to be a bit more proficient. And, and even if it's a job they don't love today, why do they want to become better and more competent for the next job? So they can upscale for what's next in their career. And, and so I think that's when I look at micro learning and our, it's not just that micro learning is here to stick uh, and here to stay, but, but I think it's that micro learning of greatness, micro learning that's innovative and engaging that's what we've got to deliver um, because that's where people are at. That's what they're, that's what the appetite is, is calling for uh, across uh, our professional humans today. Absolutely. And, and that reminds me of, uh, you know, at market scale, we always try to produce content and media that is remarkable, that literally people remark about. They comment, they share, um, they say, you got to see this. And, and that really should be the goal with your micro learning uh, endeavors uh, is to really uh, less is more. Don't have an hour-long webinar that's 60 PowerPoint slides that just kind of drones on. Um, I like to joke it's kind of like sweatpants. As much time as you are given, you fill up, right? Be really intentional, and I love your four pillars as a great uh, framework to do that for these micro-learning segments and really pour into them. But I love also what you said, that this isn't rocket science, that anyone can do this. You don't necessarily have to be a an instructional designer studying Merrill's first principles and uh, the Addy design method. These four pillars really make it accessible to anyone to better their presentations, their micro-learning uh, modules. Um, just speak a little bit more to that, that this is a universal thing that uh, everyone can do. 
Yeah, that's, that's you're exactly right. It's anyone can do this. You could hand this off to you could hand this off to a, a, a gifted um, junior or senior in high school and, and have them help think through. Well, how would you really connect? What? Why would someone want to learn this? What? What's the What's the need? If they don't learn this, what? What bad things might they experience? I mean, it could be that simple uh, of, of a conversation, of getting some ideas around how we're going to connect with people at a heart level so that they want to learn. Um, a, a great micro lesson, as you mentioned, it's not just taking something that was big, that was an hour-long talking head, and chunking it into really small three-minute chunks of that talking head and calling it a micro lesson. It's, it's not that less is more. Less of something bad is still bad. So uh, when you when you think about it that way, to say, okay, we're not going to take something bad and just chop it up and have little bite-sized pieces of bad. Uh, let, let's let's remove um, the concept of this rather I, I won't say boring, but but sometimes a, an uninspiring, which can come across as as um, non-engaging or 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 boring or inattentive content, um, let's spin that on its head and and break it into a little performance objective that now I know I want to take I want to keep doing this micro lesson. Yeah, I've, I've got six more minutes for this. Teach me something, and you teach me something that's engaging in a creative way. That before I know it, I'm like, oh, that was interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, a little bit of knowledge acquisition, but I'm already internalizing it. I'm already applying it. And now you're going to give me some strategies. You, you, you've given me an experience, and now you're going to label it. And you're, you're going to label it with some strategies. I go, yes, I don't need that one. Don't need that one. I think I'm okay with that one. But this one, I've got a glaring gap in my performance when it comes to this, uh, this strategy. This is a strategy that's going to help me close the gap that I know I have in this area of content. And now you're going to help me implement it. You're going to give me an action plan. You're going to help me develop my action plan. So I got to learn. I got to uh, review some strategies. I got to select one, craft one for me and in, in my situation and build an action plan so I can go get it on my calendar. Thank you very much. All done. It, it's, it's, Super simple. <laughs> so what I love about it, as you said, JWs, you don't have to have uh, a degree in instructional design to think through those those four pillars. You don't have to have a degree in instructional design or even be able to make it come to life inside of um, e-learning software to think that through and put it on paper. We, we never develop anything in software. I mean, take a back of a napkin, take a pen and just start start drawing out what are these what are these four pillars what, what belongs in them what, how might you come across uh, what what is there a theme oftentimes we'll, we'll do a unique theme uh, your ticket to effectively leading a remote team it's it's you're going on a train journey you're collecting transfer tickets between destinations and those transfer tickets equal into a list of strategies from which you choose and you build your action plan so who who knew where that, that, that just where that one came from? So, so every every one of these uh, micro lessons that we do will will typically have some sort of a theme when it fits, when it doesn't distract from the content, but a way to um, immerse ourselves or or even just have a little bit of fun. Um, so yeah, we we don't have to make it complicated, and and it really isn't complicated. So. I hope, I hope that, that folks out there that are listening to this going, I think I could do this because, because you can. 
Absolutely. And I'll end with this. Um, it's kind of the age-old question of 2020 is e-learning versus in-person learning. And and I just absolutely think that's the wrong question. It's good e-learning and good in-person learning and eventually good hybrid learning between the two. And again, I love these pillars because I think they would even work for in-person trainings, in-person learnings. You have a micro-learning lesson that you're giving in person and then someone goes and does something and it only has to be 15 minutes total. Um, and then they're back to their day. They don't have to sit through a day or multiple days, God forbid, of uh, training on something that could have been done in a much shorter time frame and and not done once a year for three days, but done every week for 10 minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes. Um, really rethink, you know, the way that your L&T team is, D and team is doing things if you're in that kind of slow, long uh, annual process. Really make it quick and continuous and consistent. Um, any final thoughts on that? Yes, uh, one final thought, and that is, uh, I think you're absolutely right. Um, is there any substitute for face-to-face learning? Honestly, I would say there's not. I, I would love to be sitting eyeball to eyeball to eat with you in the same room having this conversation, but we're not, and that's okay. We're, we're getting it done, and, and we're having a great time talking. Um, but I think we would be silly to say, oh, we can just always replace face-to-face learning. There, there is a space for it. Uh, right now with COVID, it's, we don't have a space for that, but I think there's all, there will always be a need for that. There's always going to be a desire for face-to-face human uh, conversation. I think in what we're, what we're living now and, and seeing and e-learning, it is, it's not just a, a way of the future. It's a way of life. And I don't think it's going to go away. So with that, when we, when we can flip the classroom, so to speak, um, any of our longer courses, uh, they, they're always a blended solution of, what can we supply you as a learner inside of a series of micro lessons online where you can then show up for a live session with a facilitator and a, and a peer group that you're going to move through uh, as a cohort through this could be a six week, could be a nine week um, certificate of learning. But when you show up, everyone, there's a baseline knowledge that has been achieved by completing a couple of micro lessons. So when people show up, we're all kind of speaking the same language because we've all been exposed to the content. But I didn't need to be um, in, a, in a virtual live session, Zoom session, whatever the web conference platform is. I, I don't need to be in a live online session with a facilitator to absorb content. Give it to me bite size so I can consume it when and where I want 24-7 and then show up for a live session that's going to help me connect the dots. You can put me in some breakout rooms. Um, the facilitator is, is, and this is what we do. We'll provide that facilitator with a playbook and a slide deck that's very interactive. So we're capturing, we're, we're leveraging time together in that virtual setting, in that synchronous virtual setting to help people um, connect the dots and walk away with, again, a strategy to go up their game because they're applying their, their learning. So I think that that piece there, uh, JW, just the final piece was just that uh, flipping the classroom it is an important concept. And I think even still, we still leverage microlearning. We just use it ahead of time before we show up for that synchronous um, online uh, web session. I love it. That's I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, put Taking that application, those uh, practical strategies, and then implementing them, whether in a test environment like a breakout group, uh, so that you can then take it into the world and use it and benefit 
I love it. This has been a great conversation. We could keep going for another hour probably. Um, so we are going to have to have you back on in 2021. Um, and maybe we're talking more about hybrid learning in 2021, hopefully. Um, but just a reminder to my audience, exclusive limited time offer um, associated with the blog here, free seats uh, while they last, limited supply. I know I've got a really great and interactive uh, audience. They reach out to me all the time on social media and email and uh, have great ideas. So I'm sure we're going to take up these seats uh, pretty quickly yeah. um, for you. Well, the one on the, and the one on the how to create great micro learning experiences is a pilot course. So I, I would love, I would love to get folks in there who who want to give some feedback and learn learn some great principles, but also uh, enjoy a collaborative relationship with us. So that'll be a fun one. Perfect. And so even if you're an instructional designer out there listening, which I know we've got a lot of, get mm-hmm. in and take some courses and give some feedback. We'd love to have it. Um, thank you again so much uh, to Heidi Scott for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And thank you so much to my audience for listening twice a week, every week. Be sure to go back and check out some past episodes, uh, as well as uh, the new episodes coming out next week. And give us some, uh, look out for some feedback opportunities here over the holidays coming up to uh, have some of your faces and your voices um, joining the chorus of Voices of E-Learning with some special episodes, fan episodes that we have uh, planned for the holidays. So thank you again, and always keep learning. 